Who is your favorite artist who is also a writer? Hmm. Or, I don't know if it's fair to just ask you for one, for your absolute favorite, but just who is a favorite? Uh-oh. I'm going with Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Ooh. The obvious choice, very good choice. Stole the mine. indisputable choice. <laughs> <laughs> now we all have to think of a new answer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, so what, what, while we're thinking, um, what are some of your favorite works that he's written and drawn himself? Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Done deal. All right. Is that it? I mean, did he also uh, draw 300? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did that. That was beautiful. Sin City. Sin yeah. City, yeah. Do you think he's better as a writer or better as an artist, or is he best as a writer <clears throat> slash artist? I think he's better as a writer, but when he does the art for his own stories, it just has to be like it's just the perfect fit, and it just looks right for would, what he's trying to do. Would you rather have him stick to writing, or would you rather... He'd write and draw his own stories. <coughs> I would rather he do what he wants to do. Okay. Mm. That's fair. Because I... If I'd say I wanted to stick to writing more formals, then I'm like, then I might miss out on some really fun art he might complement to a story and then mm-hmm. exactly yeah then it might be a story he wants to write and he doesn't want to draw and then that will be a choice he has to make and then I won't see how that plays out yeah exactly <clears throat> excuse me I just have a cough <clears throat> so <clears throat> mine might be a bit of a cheat but I, I, I'm gonna go with Gabriel Ba and Fabio Moon okay yeah okay. I'm not gonna go over Day Tripper but I will go over Two Brothers okay I think that's a pretty pretty good book um their artwork is super pretty to look at i just like <coughs> how um how they just draw figures the way that they draw people and the way that uh yeah it, it's just really just pretty to look at to be perfectly honest but um, you say they, so you're saying it's a two-man team that both write. They're brothers. And, oh, they write brothers. and they draw interchangeably? Uh, I don't know specifically how that works, but um, you know anything about that? Uh, I think they both they both draw and they both write. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to break it down, but I think... I think when they were doing stuff like Casanova with Fraction, like the brothers would take turns drawing arcs. That's right? pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's that's what they did, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't. Even I'd have to double check, that. but I think yeah. that's what happened. Okay, cool. But I know, I know who uh, Drew will pick for artist writer. Really? Who Dan Jurgens. Dan Jurgens. <laughs> how'd you know, man? The greatest, I know you. The greatest Superman writer and artist of all time. He came up with Daring Dan Jurgens. He, he <laughs> killed <laughs> Superman and brought him back. Yeah. He gave us four other ones. And yeah, he gave us man. Rana the Superman. The greatest Superman genius of all time. <laughs> There's no other like Dan Jurgens. He is the man. father of us all. Dan, Dan, Dan. the Spam Jurgens. <laughs> <laughs> You mean spam, spam, spam jerkins? <laughs> spam is a delicious alternative to meat. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not Dan Jurgens. I know. I was going to say Brian Michael Bennis for you. Uh, 
Actually, that's not a bad choice, but that wasn't who was on my mind. But Bendis is a good choice. Ellen Davis. That's a good choice, too, but he wasn't who was on my mind. Okay. Bendis, I I think I actually prefer him as a writer because... For sure. His his art is cool and and I've definitely read a lot of his I've read all of his indie comics um, and probably my favorite one of them is Torso which he drew uh, but I think even he would admit that he's a better writer than he is an artist I think so too but you know I, no hate at his art whatsoever like if he wanted to draw his own comic I would still check it out I'd probably end up buying it yeah Paul Chadwick Paul Chadwick oh. That's my man. That's, nice. that's Paul that Chadwick. Is a I was going to go with Paul Chadwick. Solid. That's very fitting. Yeah. Actually. Concrete. Yep. A great series about uh, about this dude who basically gets uh, his mind or his brain transplanted by aliens into this gigantic concrete rock uh, humanoid body. Uh, it's but it's not really a science fiction story at all. It's it's actually just a story about a guy living his life in these unusual circumstances. Yeah really he doesn't human punch story. anything yeah he doesn't it's really a lot of him pontificating yeah it's very mean? philosophical emotional just real life kind of stories you mean something a character named concrete doesn't go and bash things up in the hood <laughs> uh he he goes it's punching time <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that Paul Chadwick no, does it's really like well... It's Jack Hammer time. <laughs> Jack Hammer Concrete. Like Concrete. <laughs> See, Chadwick, he's a great writer when it comes to writing like inner monologues and just capturing the the human tone of day-to-day mundane existence. But he's yeah. also good at, at capturing uh, like moments of unappreciated beauty in nature. Yeah. And, and he draws nature extremely well. Yeah. I used, to, I used to wish he would draw something like Swamp Thing because just... Imagine him mm. drawing fauna and yeah. just, uh, you know, trees and scenery. plants and stuff. Scenery. Like, yeah. I could just stare at that. Well, it's funny because there's that one story where he goes and tries to help a, a farm house. Yeah. I was just going to mention And they have a yeah. pond or swamp in the back that he, that he uh, flushes out for them, <laughs> even though they ask him not to. Yeah. And, like, that just whole, that just was so beautifully drawn. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, and I, I really love that Concrete series, partially because of stuff like that, where it's like... It's introspective, but it's not angsty. It, yeah. in, cer- in certain places, yeah. it can start to slide that way. But and it's also not too preachy. There's just it's like him offering a reflection of the world mm-hmm. from yeah. the eyes of this concrete slab. Yeah, yeah. It's more um, contemplative, kind of. Yeah. yeah, ponderous. Yeah, I love that stuff. What about you guys? Um, another one that I was thinking. Well, I mean, there are a few. Like, did Jeff Smith draw Bone too? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's another good one. That's 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 a that's a that's a tome. Yeah, that's a work. I had two. Zach, one, um, James O'Barr for oh, the, the, for crow. the crow. That's one of my favorites. You know, it's writing wise, it's not perfect. It, it has its its places or whatever. But um, has I'd he say done any other comics besides that? I was just thinking that I was I can't like, think of anything else he's done. He's he's done well, a who, few. James O'Barr. What did he write? The Crow. The Crow. Oh. Okay. He's done a few things in comics. Um, there was that, that, what is it called? Sketchbook that I had. You remember the one that you gave to yeah. me? Yeah. So he's done a few things like pinups and stuff here and there, like in comics. Um, I'd say probably The Crow is the best thing that he's done. Um, the rest of the stuff I didn't feel like was as strong as that. Um, and it, the writing is good enough for The Crow that definitely I feel like there's 
there's enough things in it that resonate with me or that like pull me in where mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's quality. It's of good enough quality that like I want to own it and I wish he would work on more stuff in that vein that's that, I guess, poignant, that's that good. Um, the to other be, To be clear, that's The Crow that eventually became a movie starring Brendan Lee in the early 90s? Yes, that's what the movie was based on, was the comic book. Did they remake the movie recently or something? Did they've they? remade it a bunch of times. Is it Did a they? remake or is oh, it no, just a sequel? Sequels. No, oh, they had sequels. Oh, right, right, sequels, sorry. Oh, maybe yeah. I just overheard they were trying to remake Crow or something. Cool. They probably are. Me. Did yeah. you ever read uh, the Crow show. sequel, the comic book sequel? For Cause, real? Cause, uh, I, no. They made it kind of... Oh, sorry. It, it was kind of in the vein of like Xena Warrior Princess or something like That's that. What happened? Wait, they made a Crow TV series? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. I think it was just one season. I mean, it's not like Z. It was nowhere near as campy as Xena or Hercules, but it's. I think the crow is like a character that you could probably get. It's, it's low budget enough where you could really kind of capture it without having to do all that. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be like Nightman or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like you could. It's doable. Yeah, it really is doable. Wait, uh, about the crow. Do you remember, I forget if it was like five or maybe it was even ten years ago, but I think, I want to say IDW had the license for doing some Crow sequels really? in comics, but uh, I don't know if you guys ever Did you read that one where there was like the Asian Crow? and That was pretty bad. But <laughs> was was that, that one of them? I don't think that, I don't think Obar uh, wrote that one though. Like I don't, I'm pretty sure he didn't draw any of them, but he definitely didn't write that one, yeah. like I, I think I found the first one or two issues of it in a <coughs> in a quarter bin, and yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, the only one I I know of, and the only one I'm referring to is the one like specifically drawn by James O'Barr. I haven't, I didn't know about the sequels. Maybe I'll check those out at some point. The movies? Given no, the comics. Oh. Given what was just said about them, though, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. <laughs> the, the other guy who came to mind was uh, Jonathan Hickman for uh, Nightly oh. News. Mm. That's one of my favorites, man. Um, I will say I think I like his writing, though, quite a bit better than his work, which yeah. I say through gritted teeth because he's, he's a pretty good artist. He's a really cool life. designer. Yeah, yeah that's he's what like I mean. As a graphic designer, his, yeah. as a, as a graphic designer, his yeah. work is excellent. Yeah. He did. Uh, he also did uh, that other comic I borrowed from you, Pax Romana. Yeah, yeah. So seeing a lot of the design stuff and a lot of the solutions that he comes up with, the visual solutions, awesome. I, I love seeing that stuff. But given the, um, the level of writing that I've seen from him in yeah. the last few years, you know, I... I gotta say, like, hands down, like, definitely, I, I love that writing. I, I would want to see, if I had to pick between the two, I would want to see him continue writing um, over over doing that. Yeah, I think he's kind of like Bendis for me, because both of those guys can obviously mm. draw their own comic, but I think it seems like they both understand that their strength is their writing, and they're, like, really prolific writers, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Am I saying that I, I don't want to see him do, like, design stuff or whatever artistic thing he wants to get into in the future? No. Like, of, of course, like, if that's uh, a direction that he wants to go in, I'd be interested to see that, too. But uh, the writing is definitely, for me, where, where the strong point is. I feel Even like, as a writer, I think he still has a hand in a lot of the design elements of yeah. his books. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, when he was at Marvel, he did a lot of stuff for S.H.I.E.L.D. Architects of Forever and... Um, 
his Fantastic Four stuff where he would do like flourishes in the back or in between pages or mm-hmm. not between pages, but in between like chapters, like yeah, chapter even, breaks and even stuff. Even like the title cards in yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. or uh, the covers for yeah. Secret Warriors. Yeah, that's A lot of it was like just aesthetically just... The designs were just really cool. Very sleek, very uh, polished. Making different uh, yeah. relationship or hier- hierarchical charts. Yeah, org, yeah. Yeah, org charts. Uh, org charts, charts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's basically right where I would want it to be. Kind of yeah. like straddling that line between doing some design stuff and, and doing the writing as well. Mm. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Are there, then, are there any writers or are there any artists that you don't <coughs> want to see write? Artist that I don't want to see right? Yeah. Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I set him up, you knock him down. <laughs> Is Savior anyone? Jim Lee. There's someone that I would want to see right, but I don't want to see right at the same time. Who? Ethan Van Cyber. <laughs> I want to see him right just because I can mock his. His, his, his work but at the same time I don't want to see him right because I doubt it'd be very good <laughs> well yesterday or two days yeah I think it was yesterday right we, yeah, yeah we you were found at that the, issue of Cyberfrog yeah we were at a at a comic book sale uh, on Black Friday there was a quarter comic sale and we found an issue of Cyberfrog Ethan Van Syver's uh, creator owned comic from the late mid 90s Cyberfrog Cyberfrog yeah. It's as cool as it sounds. I was going to say, is, is this yeah. what it sounds like? He's trying to make Cyberfrog have a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yo, yo there's going to be a Cyberfrog. He crowdfunded, he got money for yeah, it. Yeah, he crowdfunded it on Kickstarter. Let's see if he can build his own universe from it. <laughs> yeah. You guys going to hop on that? You know, no. Get the t-shirts, get the uh, swag. Plan words, love that. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Cyber, Wait, so you said you... Cyberfrog is our money? So, Drew is about too, to buy it, easy, just purely out of curiosity, but he picks it up, and we're, we're going through, like, our stacks of stuff, deciding what to keep and what to put back. Yeah. He picks it up, flips it open, and, like, in less than five seconds, he's just like, ah, I can already tell this is gonna be stupid. <laughs> 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 what did you see? I saw a lot of Ethan Van Sommer's art and words. Oh, I thought there was like a specific uh, bit of dialogue that you read where you were like, "What is this?" Uh, I don't think there was anything specific. I think the the culmination, the cumulative effect of all of it was what uh, broke me down. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Funny thing is when I when you gave it to me, uh, there was a guy in the yeah. in the store who was who was next to you. Yeah. Uh, do you remember how that exchange went? So I was like, dude, look what I found. And I gave it to you, and I was like, it's Cyberfrog number... It's whatever by uh, Ethan Van Cyber. And you were like, ooh, I might just buy that just out of curiosity, just so I can know what I'm hating. <laughs> and the guy next to me just started chuckling. And he's like, well, that's one reason to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> that is That is a very Drew answer. <laughs> Certain things, man, you can just tell. You pick it up and start looking through it and you just know. Yeah. Did you end up, Zach, did you end up checking out that uh, Todd McFarlane interview on Vice earlier this week? Um, I've read through some of it, not the whole thing. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so many good one-liners from it. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing. Todd rhymes with God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did he say that? Did he say that? 
Uh, basically said that at the end of the interview. Oh I don't remember goodness. what what the full sentence was, but he wow. basically said that. Wow. Yeah. I think he was talking about how. I think he actually said something like, "Todd rhymes with God, but even I can't do everything," or or something along something oh. along those lines. How humble. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love the guy's modesty. He's just, he's so reserved, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, um, it, my my feelings haven't changed much. It, obviously, it just kind of reinforces <laughs> yeah. what, what I already knew about the guy. I, I respect um, his business sensibilities, and I respect the way he conducts himself in terms of what he's done with his career. Um, a lot of... <clears throat> A lot of what he does, according to this interview and lots of other interviews that he's done, is just like, hey, if I can, if I can um, structure my life in such a way that I can do what I want to do and the money takes care of itself, then great, that's where I want to be. And that I respect. It's like, you know, any artist wants creative freedom. Um, there's lots of other things that I, I guess I don't agree with him so much on. <laughs> but, you know, Todd McFarlane's Todd McFarlane. He's... he's got the money and the houses and all that stuff and I don't I'm just some guy right so the, those are basically my thoughts right now having not finished the article Toddy Mac gonna Toddy Mac <laughs> T-Mac gonna T-Mac yeah T-Mac gonna maximum T-Mac <laughs> right, I'm gonna see if I can actually pull up and I'm gonna eat a Big Mac Well, <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's is still fabulous classic meals for six dollars you could order five sausage McMuffins. And they're only a dollar each. Oh, please don't. But do I can that. get a Big Mac. <laughs> please don't. Do that's, that's terrible. Fries, drink, and an apple pie for oh. $6. Apple pie sounds pretty tasty right about now. I heard I feel of like you have the, uh, right now. You have the McDonald's app. You can. There's a lot of good deals on it. I don't want to download it. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. That's how they'd get you. <laughs> you sell your information... For free fries every couple weeks. Well, the thing is, like, I don't want to be going to McDonald's every couple weeks. I want to go to McDonald's <laughs> once in a blue moon when something tickles my fancy. When was the last time you've been to McDonald's? Uh, I think the week of just before Thanksgiving break. Oh, okay. So that was recent. It was, it was recent, but before that, it was it been like three, four months maybe. Oh, okay. Just to be sure you realize we're still recording. Right? <laughs> Yeah, Zach was okay. looking something up about okay, okay. Fairly, As long so. as we're, <laughs> we're, just, we're just filling up air. <laughs> But I don't know, for $6, you know, it's a pretty good deal. It's, it's Also, like, when I eat McDonald's for me, it's more like a nostalgic aspect more than anything else. Like I can see that. Because as a kid, like, I actually loved McDonald's because they actually had better meat back then. It's not saying much. When I was much. a kid, I liked McDonald's because they had characters. They yeah. had Ronald McDonald and oh. Grimace and the hamburger. Burger King didn't have uh... I'm not going to lie. I used to <clears throat> like the breakfast stuff. I used to like the um, sausage muffins and... Breakfast burritos were fantastic back when I ate pork. Still, <laughs> the burritos? I didn't. I don't think I had the burritos. Burritos were, were were pretty fun. We used to have those little cakes, the little um, the little pie things. We get the. Oh. Uh, now they're just like now they're just hey, like McDonald's. Give help. us free stuff. McDonald's <laughs> 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 just sponsor between <laughs> the gutters. But like, like the thing is, like the only thing I get from McDonald's now are the Big Mac on occasion, a quarter pounder. But the quarter pounder is like, just even worse now. But they're um. Their artisan burgers are actually pretty good, but they're way overpriced. That's what are they, only like seven part. bucks or something. Some of that are eight. found eight dollars. 
And they're just not good? No, they're fine. It's just like... I, you don't want to pay dollars? I don't pay dollars for, for McDonald's burger that tries to pass off as being some sort of artisanal burger. Yeah, just because yeah. the bread's different. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's probably not worth it. The meat's a little bit better, but it's just like, eh, you know. What's your favorite food comic, Shanus? Food comic? Yeah. Wait, we gotta save this for Eaters. the oh, reviews, oh, yeah, remember? You're right. Oh, you're right, dude. You're right. <laughs> oh, are we, is that a category? It's That's a category. Oh, is that one of the new categories you have? Yeah. See, I just yep. have been so busy, I just completely blanked out. But I just said mine. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, that's a good choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. We were talking about yeah. it, so. I like how you said that with, without any hesitation. Nope. That's true. You, that's impressive. Yeah. I had to, it took me a while to think of it. <laughs> hey, you know. Okay, here's, here's one quote. Okay. Um, and this is the interviewer talking about, you know, Todd's response to one of his questions. Um, he says... Uh, McFarland said, explaining his view of the system he, <coughs> he left behind when he co-founded Image. If I was only driven to make more money today than yesterday, I'd make different decisions too. But my job isn't to max. My job is to be free. Every year I sit down with my executives of my toy company and I tell them to get me to zero. If we spend $10 million, we have to bring in $10 million. I own the company and I pay my salary. As long as I can feed my family and have a couple of dollars so that I never have to go back to that system, I'm good. So, you know, that's that's one of the things I respect. If you can structure your business to the way you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. He's the bad boy of comics. Mm-hmm. Does he even do any of those sculpting or artwork for the toys he sells anymore? Or is it just now manufactured? Good question. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I haven't seen, like, new T-Mac toy in a long time, though. I remember they used to pump those out, like, all the time. Do they? Oh... Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really follow the toy industry close enough to know what products are. The only thing I've noticed shipping. recently was uh, a few years ago they redid the Batman animated series toy line. That was McFarlane toys? No, it was McFarlane toys. That was just toys in general. Oh, games. okay. <laughs> and I really wanted to pick up those action figures because they look so beautiful. Like, they're like, just like. It wasn't any like the 90s, like, Aqua Batman with his, like. <laughs> it was just. It was just like basic figures from yeah, the yeah. show, and they're like just so well done. Yeah. Which, to be fair, the uh, this is lumberjack Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack, and that's okay. When I was a kid, I had the Aqua Batman. He was wearing bright yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. He from came, Batman Returns. Yeah, he came with this flotation device yeah. that could shoot a missile. Yep. Or a yep. harpoon or something. His legs couldn't do like a kick or something, could it? Yeah. Uh, it, I don't remember. No, they had fins though. He came with fins. The funny thing is when when they had the old. Toy lines, Batman Returns had three actual basic figure designs, like standard costume with just extras. My favorite one was the Shadowing Batman, which was actually redone from the original Batman movie toy line. Yeah. It was just Batman with his his arms are stiff, he just go to the side and <laughs> squeeze his legs, his arms pop up, so he does like little... I remember that, I think. But that's like, like you can make him fly, right? Couldn't no, he, he couldn't glide? fly, no. No. Like, if you toss him, he couldn't no. glide or anything? Oh, no. dang. Did you find another quote, Zach? But um, for the animated series, the only basic figure they did for I don't know if I want to at all it. From Just repeat it. the combat belt Batman. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And it's, like, the most expensive action figure for the Batman toy line. It goes, like, for, like, $60, $70 these days. Wow. Everything else is, like, chump change. <clears throat> What's the quote you found, Zach? Well, I found the one you were talking about earlier. Everything I've ever done has been about me advocating for myself because no one else on the planet will. 
he said to me in that typically defiant tone he's become famous for. Even though Todd rhymes with God, I've only got control over one individual. <laughs> one individual on this planet, and that's me. <laughs> wow. Todd the what? God McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God I, Todd. I really just read that. <clears throat> wow, just to go there and compare ourselves, like, just, like, just because of my name is spelled. <laughs> so here's, here's another one. For him, one. I'm sure that's enough. <laughs> here's another one. Um, this is this is uh, Todd talking to the to the interviewer about Spawn. If you go down the list, God and Satan all want the exact same thing. It's just that the one guy has a better PR firm. McFarland told me with excitement. So Spawn's big thing is that he has locked heaven and hell out of Earth, but whoever is here before is still here. So now he's going to go after them one by one. It might take one thousand issues. But he's going to get rid of. He's going to rid the earth of these influences, so we can have our own destiny. <laughs> I'm assuming that that's purely just a synopsis of his idea of like spawn one. what heaven and hell are like in his spawn mythology. I mean, I don't know about yeah. that. If it's his actual like perception of what like religion <laughs> is like. That's a pretty warped perception. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to make of it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's that. what he believes, because I, I do remember reading an interview with him uh, back when it was about uh, Spawn's launch, uh, and yeah. like the beginning of Spawn, so it was an older interview um, from the 90s, but it's, it just always stuck out to me because cause, uh, he, he was telling the interviewer about who Spawn is, and you know the basic concept of Spawn is basically the guy dies... And then he makes a deal with uh, the devil to come back. come back to Earth so he can uh, be with his wife. Um, and obviously that doesn't work out exactly how he expected it to work. <laughs> <laughs> but but I remember reading something where McFarlane said that that's the exact same thing that he would do if he had that ability, you know, because he would want to spend, go back to his wife and, you know, whatever, like the way that Spawn did. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's that's an incredible statement to me because obviously <coughs> the first question is like, why would you want to die and then go to hell and meet the devil, right? Like, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, wouldn't I don't, you I don't know if he said he wanted to die and go to hell. I don't know if he said that. I'm, I'm ex- <laughs> Where else are you going to find Satan, though, if you're going to make a deal with him, right? Like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, it, it depends on what perspective you take. If you take the Catholic or Christian perspective, yes, but. Satan is just an angel of God, so you can also find him in heaven. Okay, okay. So so he dies and he meets the devil. I, I don't think that's going to be the first person I want to meet when I die. <laughs> yeah, just probably saying, not. Just saying. See, this, this is what I'm good, because I don't believe in the devil. <laughs> Albert, what do you believe in? Uh... <laughs> We're still recording. <laughs> The answer is, I was going for you was myself. Um, <laughs> we can, I, we I, can turn off the recording if you want to just like, <laughs> have a conversation. <laughs>